What a year. <laughs> 2014 wrapped up. Happy New Year. And Feliz Navidad. Feliz Cumpleaños. That's what comes up on Twitter sometimes when the New Year comes in. People say, happy birthday to the United States. I'm so glad you made it to 2015. Well, it, is, it is like that. <laughs> they, How so? They, they control the technology and the, the media of the world, in, essentially. Yeah, not that, much longer. Yeah. Well, I, I hope not. But uh, welcome to Paradise Paradox, here in an undisclosed location, mountains yep. of Mexico. Yep. Welcome. I'm Kurt Robinson. Aaron Battle. How's it going? It's been a big week. Yeah, it's good. Um, we're, out, we're out here in this uh, mystery location, uh, have, having a good time with Aaron's family here and uh, exploring and uh, enjoying everything that the little town has to offer. It does throw you a little bit. There's so many things that, that I, I mean, I'm, I'm used to it. I, I know what I come here for. Mm. But uh, it, it, seeing everything from your perspective mm. or seeing you interact with everyone, it means I get to relive it again from a different point of view. Mm. So. Mm. It's like enjoying it from, from more than one perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. cool. It's like double enjoying. <laughs> it's cool. You know, uh, what? Um, some, sometimes it throws me off a bit when, when people are so kind, excessively kind, like, like some of your uncles are like, oh, I'm so glad to meet you. Come to my house whenever. Bring whoever you want. Like that level of hospitality blows me away. <laughs> it, is, it is a little confronting. Yeah, I don't know how to take it, but uh, I mean, uh, their, their intentions are, are genuine. They're nice people. I thought it was a family thing when, when I first saw it. Yeah, like you know, I never grew up with this, mm. so you know, traveling and meeting my family. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was something they extended family. Yeah, but they, they literally extend their, their hand out to anyone that, that turns up or anyone that's passing through their experience. Yeah, yeah. Like your your uncles. One of your uncles said to me, oh, do you do you mind if I call you brother?" Uh, <laughs> and it's not just uh, just saying it like, "Yeah, what's up, bro?" Not like that. <laughs> it goes a little further than that, I think. No, it's because they they'll go out of their way to do whatever they need to do to help you out yeah. in any situation where you think they they can help you they will yeah yeah uh it's Which it's amazing yeah uh yeah I, re I remember when you told me years ago you were like um my my family uh you you told me like uh, my my brown family uh, are always like what can i give you what can i offer you and and you said your white family is the opposite like what can i take from you what can I brag about to you to well, take extract it, value from you? Yeah, it's, it doesn't. I mean, it's never quite black and white. Like sure. That, but <laughs> here, it, it's it's so different. Mm. I mean, you know, you can't even you can't even compare. Mm. Um, no, I think it's more cultural, country wise. Yeah. You, you think where here the individualism just doesn't exist the same way mm. that in, individualism exists in in I guess the, the first world. Yeah, it, it's completely different here. It's more whatever I can offer you to help to help you along your journey or help you in, in your life. Anything mm. I can do to help you, I'll do it mm. because I need I need help too. This isn't an easy run. And yeah. The fact that I need help means I'm going to help everyone else as much as I can, <laughs> so they can help me do whatever I need to do. Maybe tomorrow because yeah. I, I don't know when I'm going to be in trouble. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and that, that extends down to, it's like, you know, when there's food out and when we're eating dinner, you eat. <laughs> you don't know when you're going to eat again. <laughs> Which for a, for a long time, I guess, uh, human life was like that. For, fortunately, now it's not, you know. But we don't think about it. And then all of a sudden we're caught with that water and we're thinking, you, know, I, I need, you need to get the shot by water. I'm like, we're, like, I've been drinking ponche all night. <laughs> I know I need to be hydrated, right? <laughs> but it's full of sugar. Yeah, it's, it's full of sugar. It's not going to hydrate you. No, well, it's not Gatorade. That's no. for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. But Gatorade do have punch flavor now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, heat, put it on the stove, heat it up, put put a little fruit and cinnamon in it. Mm, drink it up. You can't tell me it's not put, delicious. Put a little tequila in it. <laughs> it's good. Mm, yeah. You know, run intro. Yeah. Okay, so today we're talking about about opting out. Yeah. Oh, I mean, looking at 2014, it's been a big year and it's gone really fast. A lot of crazy events, a lot of things have been going on, a lot of, lot of currency talks between like China and Russia, mm. a lot of economic uh, or discrepancies. Uh, nobody really knows how, how that system works. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the idea of opting out, mm. it's, it's more common than what you think. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are trying to take themselves off the grid. Uh, like, uh, there are, like, th things I was reading about just the other day, like Slab City in the United States. Have you heard much about that place? No. No, okay. No, it's just a, a little community. Its fixed population, I think, is about 150 people. Um, but, but lots of people come through there in the year. Some of, some of them are retirees. Some of them are collecting, like, Social Security, vendor and vendor benefits and stuff like that but some of them just want to quit everything so it's a, it gets hot there it gets like 50 degrees celsius in the summer um what are they what are they doing they they just like chill there it used to be <laughs> if you if you can chill in 50 degrees but it used to be a military base yeah um so it's got all these slabs down there where where the camps used to be tents or, or military um buildings whatever um, and, and people bring their, their trailers, their, their camper vans and stuff like that. And uh, they, they, they can get power there, so it's, you know, it's kind of civilized and they just work out their way of living. Uh, so, so it's like a, a Walmart car park? <laughs> yeah, it could, it, like a Walmart car park in like 2100, but <laughs> no, in the it, dystopian world. No, I, I, I watched a documentary, mm. could have been six months ago now, but of people that are hanging out in the, the car parks of Walmart. Wow. And they travel from Walmart to Walmart because in these car parks, there's communities. Wow. It's like, think about it. It's a huge open space. Yeah. You can park your camper, you can park your car, you, you, you live, and Walmart gives you everything you need. <laughs> right. It's like Walmart is the United Nations now. It's like, <laughs> your survival. <laughs> At a low, low price. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. That's it. That's 
pretty nuts. So I, I think 2100's that far away. <laughs> yeah, I like guess not. 2003, <laughs> day one. Is it, but it's, it's kind of sick. It's twisted because it's like this dependency on this huge corporation. Uh, like it's so far away from the free market. It's, it's like that, uh, that, that dystopian uh, society which is projected in like leftist Hollywood films sometimes when, a, when one corporation takes over the entire world and uh, you know it's just Walmart providing everything. Well, yeah, you say it's twisted. <laughs> yeah. It happened. Hmm. It's, it's like a reality now. Yeah. But people don't notice. They see it as like it's a shock. Yeah. It's not a shock. <laughs> You're saying Walmart is a religion? <laughs> no, well, I'm not saying it's a religion. It's definitely a way of life. Like Walmart offers... Have you been to Walmart here in Mexico yet? I don't think I've ever been to a Walmart in my life. Okay, well, there's a couple of Walmarts not far from where I live. Yeah. You go there and you see people that are, are, are stocking up. Like, yeah. You see a lot of people buying bulk at these mm. Walmarts because they do offer... They do offer pretty well. Like Their prices are pretty good. Mm. But people that have shops would go there and just buy like a whole shopping trolley full of like I saw a guy he had a whole shopping trolley full of bucanas like a like a like a, a whiskey right like obviously he had like an whiskey yeah yeah like obviously he had a he had he's already got something set up like a business set up where he needed that and a sale on that week he's gone there and he's bought a whole shopping trolley worth right <laughs> like, you know, here are your suppliers for your life <laughs> and yeah. and that's just an example. I mean, it is party season. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't think it was bootlegging alcohol across the board or something like that? You might have, you might have been, uh, I don't know, maybe you had some, some product very similar in one of the bottles. I don't know. But Walmart offers that, that service. Yeah. They, they offer everything in, in one spot. And if you've got a big car park and people can rock up and mm. hang out in your car park and, and trade and do they have their community? Mm. This is your 2100 ID. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's, uh, you know, it's already the future. Um. <laughs> well, 2015, we're in the future. <laughs> 2000 was the future to me. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I'm still waiting on those flying cows, and, um, but I think they're coming along, actually. I, I do a bit, I, I always check in every couple of months to see how the progress is <laughs> and, uh, on flying cars. And it looks pretty good. I think they're already... Well, the flying cars have been around for a while. Yeah. It's just what fuel do you want to run in them? Mm. Well, they, I don't know. They say some of them um, that they're working on now are more fuel efficient uh, than, you know, a regular car like a Chevy or whatever. Um, cons considering you go as a crow flies to your destination. Yeah. Straight line. So yeah. like, there's, no, there's no curves. We could have made it out here in an hour, not four and a half and above. <laughs> yeah, that would have been sweet. And we just like land this down in the, in the uh, well, countryside. Any, any one of the paddocks around here. Just don't, <laughs> yeah. just don't <laughs> my cows. <laughs> it's a perfect location to land this fine car. Um, yeah, so should we talk a little bit about why we leave Australia or why we left Australia? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. Sure, I mean, we, we want to talk about opting out, which is, is about understanding the society that you're living in, the yeah. limitations and what, what the society, what the grounding of that actually is, mm. and why you'd want to maybe open your eyes to, to further options and, on ways of living. Mm. Mm. You know, for, for example, um, I mean, right now we're in the countryside of Mexico, mm. where, well, I mean, I've, I always enjoy myself coming out here. Yeah, because everything's just so 
so natural and fresh. Mm. But uh, I've been a little disturbed with the amount of chemtrails I've been noticing. Yeah, I, I didn't really put much weight on this until uh, just today because you, you've been mentioning it to me for a while. And I see that you post these uh, photos of it on Facebook and I, I, I sort of thought, like you mentioned, oh, it's just, I mean, it seems more or less like a cloud. But today I actually saw the evidence for myself because the, cloud, the, the sky was like completely clear and then every half an hour or so, a plane would shoot by and it would launch this huge stream right across the sky, like almost from horizon to horizon, at least from where, where we were in, in yeah. the valley. There. It, it appears to be a straight line. Mm. It, it is a white straight line behind it. But within 10, 15 minutes afterwards, you see the how it's kind of like, it's got, it's got like a, a ball cloud effect yep. and it spreads out. Then an hour after, it's got an even further spread. Yeah, and it turns later, into this wispy... Yeah, a wispy spider web that's floating over the whole thing until now. So you see the clouds, because I mean, we're, I'm assuming we're like 5,000 feet up. Hmm. Like we're, we're at least 5,000, maybe 6,000 feet up here. Yeah. You can feel the air's, the air's thin. And hmm. the clouds around this time start dropping. Like you, I, I can feel the fog now it's dropping on us right now. Like we're running out of time. The sun's low. <laughs> But the clouds are dropping. We're running out of time. <laughs> the end so, of the world. Game over, man. <laughs> but, um, so, like, as to why I, I left this Australia this uh, this time, I, I thought, I mean, I could see these sort of things coming, like with Tony Abbott getting in, and, and I could see the, the government progressively uh, seems to get more and more tyrannical. And in Australia, I mean, if you come to Mexico and live in Mexico for a while, you can tell the, the comparison, like if somebody wants to start a business, they pretty much just set up shop. We're talking about um, why we would opt out, or you, yeah, you why, left Australia. Why, we would left, leave, why would someone would leave their own country and expatriate, or why someone would um, just stop using systems that previously that maybe they were relying on, some, something like Walmart. Maybe they depended more on local businesses, dif different and various local businesses, so, something well, like that. I mean, to, even looking back at your own community you grew up in, yeah, there's very few people that. Well, for myself, that I know that I grew up with, very few friends mm. that I I have any relation to, mm. in relation to, have you questioned in the system, mm. question that maybe things aren't quite as as good as what they should be, mm. or maybe they could be better. It's like it doesn't matter. It's like I'm still playing my game, and you know I'll, I'll still go to work and I'll still save money for for my house or for a new car or whatever. But they mm. never really think about the big picture. Yeah. Yeah, that's. A, I think a lot of people are like that. Especially, I mean, if you work a nine to five, you're eight hours at work. Oh, and you know, in Australia, it's nine to five thirty. You work eight eight and a half hours. You're in your office for eight and a half hours. 
uh, the last thing you want to do I, I when never you did home. eight and a half hours. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's always, <laughs> always pressure for more. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, if you're not early, you're late. And if you're not yeah. working back, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> Fuck that. That's a bit, I mean, unless you're working for yourself, that's a bit extreme. Or you, you decide to do that kind of work. It's a different thing. Yeah. But if, you, if, if you're working for... Well, anyone that's trying to, to, to get value for their work, mm. uh, are working for some kind of bonus or commission scale. Mm. Because nobody, nobody that actually values themselves will turn up and say, I'm, gonna, I'm worth $15 an hour for the rest of my life. Mm. And I'm going to give you that. Mm. Like, I, the majority of my job has always been commission. Because mm. I know that I want to, I don't want to achieve, I don't want to earn what everyone else is earning. I want to earn what I'm making. Yeah. You know, when, when you have that mentality, then you realize, you know, I'm going to turn up and I'm going to work mm. and I'm going to make it worth my while because I'm going to get remunerated exactly the way I need to be. But, um, and that's, that's why you don't, you're not working eight and a half hours, you're working almost 10 hours. Mm. And then you had travel time in on top of that, you know, 12 hours of your day is work related. Yeah. And then if you're lucky, you can go home and turn off from work. <laughs> yeah, and the last thing you want to do when you do that is, is probably think about the state of the world. Uh, <laughs> well, the the I guess the wine economy is good for that. People go home and have dinner <laughs> and have a wine to try and turn switch off. Why switch? Yeah, on? they get home and they think, oh, I'm going to support the alcohol economy. <laughs> it's, it's just another trap. It's just another game, another another wheel you want to run. Yeah. Like they, they spend all their time at work focusing on what somebody else wants to wants them to focus on, and then they get home and try to switch off their own consciousness with the alcohol, and I think that happens a lot. Yeah, and then and then you would. What else do you have in your head at that point? You're talking to your your wife or your partner about about how your day went at work. We've been programmed since the fifties yeah. to talk about how was your day, honey? Yeah. Fuck my day. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about something cool. <laughs> well, my, my day was at work. Do you really want to know what I did at work? Because yeah. I don't want to know what I did at work. Yeah. No, look, th th these are all reasons why you'd want to opt out or why I would hope that you're thinking about other ideas, other, yeah. other reasons why system, society, your community isn't working quite the way it should be. Mm. Yeah. I'm not and sure. I mean, that, that's, how, that's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, talk, talking about like the, the Australian government and the... Uh, People in Mexico always ask me, why did you decide to come here? And, and I tell them, well, one main reason is because with Mexicans, I know when the government oversteps their boundaries, I know the Mexican people have a limit. <laughs> There's only so much they will take. And, and they'll, you know, the national anthem goes like Mexicans ready for war or something well, like have that. You the, the national anthem here is, it's so liberal patriotic, I take uh -huh. mine, the government's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, if people actually listened to their own national anthem, like Mexican people, they would yeah. realize that it's a revolution every day. <laughs> and these are primary school kids. They're, they're not singing about how great the country is. Yeah. They're singing about how great their freedom is mm. and their country comes second. Mm. It's me, it's my family, it's, it's I'm going to make my life mm. and the, the country's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. But Australian people definitely do not. I'm have not going to sing mentality. the national anthem. <laughs> the, the Mexican or the Australian one? Well, either. I mean, I didn't even know the Australian anthem. Uh, I, I think I know it. But I, I could sing I'm the not... first verse. You wouldn't want me to. <laughs> the first verse is all people sing. But, but people, people in Australia, uh, this is, this is how, how I feel my experience. I mean, not everybody in Australia is like this, but, but I feel like the Australian people are. Uh, uh, docile 
like, yeah, they'll complain if the government does something, and they'll say they're anti-authoritarian, like, there's still that, you know, like, the, the unofficial Australian anthem is Waltzing Matilda, which is a song about a, a, a thief who gets caught and says, you know, fuck you, fuck, fuck the police, <laughs> and dives into the river and kills himself. Like, <laughs> I've, that's, that's how much I hate the police. <laughs> but, but really, that's, a, you know, that's another hypocrisy, because well, people don't actually think like that. They're not willing to put their money where their mouth is in Australia, even he, though they complain. Hypocrisy or paradox? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bit of both. <laughs> It, no, but that's that's the exact reason why you would have a national anthem mm. to remind everybody what the nation's about. Mm. I know there's a campaign that's years ago. They were mm. talking about changing the Australian national anthem, and people made up. You know, people brought up the idea we should we should sing waltzing Matilda mm-hmm. because that everyone knows that's Australian. Yeah, but nobody knows what it means. Yeah, or at least I, yeah, I don't know how often they really think about it because you you read the verse the first verse and you can see it's clearly anti-authoritarian <laughs> it has you know it's all like why is uh ned kelly such a hero in australia because because he was like fuck the police <laughs> that was his whole story he had his issues <laughs> yeah well well the guy well apparently the guy was um falsely accused of, of something and the police kept trying to persecute him and his family at least uh, this is a, a story from the kelly side but of course, all the papers would would spin it against him and and make him out like a bad guy, a criminal, whatever. Yeah. Um, so he stood up. At least that's the you know. Well, it, even the Hollywood movie doesn't claim to be such a bad guy. What reckless Kelly? Well, yeah. They, or, they, well, you, <laughs> or with the one with Mick Jagger. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about the one with. Um, yeah, who's serious? No, 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 no. With uh, with Heath Ledger. Oh, okay. Actually, I haven't seen it. No, the, the latest Ned Kelly. They don't play him out to be the, the worst guy. Uh-huh. They just play him out to be a struggling guy right. trying, to, trying to look after his family yeah. and put it between a, you know, a hard place and a, and a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't want to use the same cliches, but he, he's, in a, he's in a tough spot. Yeah. You know, Australia wasn't exactly you know, a, a, a paradise at that point. Yeah. Like, it was still, it was still a lot of hard-working people. Mm. And he, his family, just, his family appeared by the movie to be hounded by the police because yeah. they, they were known to be, I guess, uh, troublemakers in that time. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot of truth to the police just harassing him. They probably had some reason, but who, who knows how good the reason was? <laughs> well, easy, easy target. I mean, if he if he's yeah. caught stealing a horse last week and a horse gone missing, well, who are we going to go ask? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess this is what the media had to play. Mm. The media were able to turn up and and print out this press that was saying, you know, the, the Kelly gang. So quick. Mm. I was like, you know, what else are we going to talk about? Mm. Let, let's, let's talk about, you know, the, the those guys that grouped together. Yeah, and, the hard issue. Yeah. And, and of course, so this ties into what we see in the Australian media today because they're just trying to... Uh, they they make out Muslims to be really bad people. And the Muslims, maybe there are. I mean, they're probably a bad Muslims who want to kill people. But the Muslims in Australia, I mean, really, they're not. They're nice people. Seriously, <laughs> I th- I think like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of <laughs> Muslims in Australia. I, I think everyone's nice. nice. Yeah, I haven't come across very many bad people <laughs> individually. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing as well, because people, people, when they get sucked into a group mentality, they can do crazy things. Uh, but, like, for example, my friend uh, Josh converted to Islam, and uh, some someone on on Facebook posted something about uh, death for apostasy. Like, if, if you leave Islam, are they going to come after you and, and try to beat you to death or something like that? And Josh said he, he was listening to his uh, local imam, and, and um, someone had left... Uh, the mosque, so or someone had left I- Islam, and and the people were encouraged to talk to them and say, you know, I I think this is a good path for you, but violence was 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 never encouraged, uh, and there was a case, so a few a few months ago it came up in the papers um, that about fifty Muslims in Australia had been arrested on uh, uh, for te- for something to do with terrorism, but it turned out about one was charged um, because the the rest, you know, they, they were just like token arrests. It's just to show that they're doing something. Well, let's talk about the, the last terror attack that, yeah. that Australia apparently <laughs> received. I mean... But, yeah, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh about it, but it's, it's like, because it was, it was tragic. But, um, so you're talking about the Sydney siege... How does it even have a name? Yeah, because if if something like that happened just about anywhere in the world, it would just be something that happened. It's not a, necessarily a big media event. Um, and if you think about, like, yeah, I mean, three people died, including the assailant. But how many people die every day just driving to work? That happens a lot, and that's equally as tragic. So... Um, why does this get so much media attention? Yeah. Why does it get so much media attention? Why is it that, that let's say, the example of cars mm. and people, people dying on their way to work, and in comparison, why is one death more yeah. publicised over another? Yeah. Like, does it have to be so extreme? Yeah. Like, does it have yeah. to be glorified? Does it have to be given a, a title, a name? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there are things that happen. Like I, I think there are things that happen in my hometown. Like people, people get murdered. Um, you know, um, some husband goes crazy and murders his wife. That that stuff happens too. But we don't make it out as some national event. It some, is what it is. It's one mm. crazy man. Yeah, exactly. That, that kills a few people and kills himself. Why couldn't it have been one crazy man that? Kills a few people and kills himself. Yeah, the Sydney what, crazy man. That's what, what it is, opposed it. to you know the Hollywood movie title Sydney Siege, where yeah. all all media newspapers come together and start using the same title, mm. the same hashtags, the same. Mm. You know, it's it's all funneled down the same direction, yep. and it's imprinted. Yeah, it's it's propaganda. Yes, it absolutely is. And and the other thing I wanted to mention was about the the name that they give it, Sydney Siege, you give it this uh, this extreme-sounding name. But, of course, the sea- siege, what a siege actually means is to try to capture a, a building or town or, or city by um, cutting off their supply lines yeah. uh, and surrounding it. So, so the people who actually did the siege were the police. Yeah, we talked about so, this. It was <laughs> the, what the siege actually means... Yeah. Wasn't had nothing to do with what happened. Yes, but, yeah. but it wasn't what, to do with the criminal who acted. It, it was to do with the, the response. Response. Yeah. So so I make the comparison like, oh, so you know, instead of calling it nine eleven, why don't we call it a, a rescue and and firefighting 
action. <laughs> you could call it that. That would make about as much sense. Depends um, on how you want to paint it. What yeah. happened? What was it? Yeah. And how are we going to use it later? Yeah. Uh, like, how can, how can we use what happened to twist it around as if it was something more extreme than what, what it actually was and take advantage of the fact that people don't know the dictionary definition of the word siege. <laughs> what does siege actually mean? Because I, I had to double check. I, I had to check. Because I, I knew I had, the, I had the idea, but I mean, at that point I realized that when I thought of the word siege, I was thinking of movies that had siege in a title. Yeah. Straight away. And all of a sudden I'm thinking of, of Van Damme and you know what I mean it's like <laughs> Steven Seagal you mentioned Steven Seagal under siege yeah 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 under and siege it's then like, there was the siege with Denzel Washington <laughs> yeah I'm thinking of action movies yeah and then you know I, I see the news and all of a sudden Sydney siege and I got a picture of 40, 50 policemen in, you know, in, in decked out squat uniforms yeah. and how they, they're running through the city and how people are like all looking frantic and upset about something that's happening mm. it's like what's actually happening or are you just scaring people Mm -hmm. because yeah. people get scared yes uh, especially when you bombard them with these these scary things over and over so this and I kind of saw this type of thing coming with you know like terrorist witch hunts in, in Australia I I more or less I didn't know exactly what was going to happen but I anticipated this this sort of thing happening a, about a year ago and these are the kind of reasons that I decided to leave Australia and and stay away as much as I can. <laughs> you, think, you think media was one of the main reasons why you left? Well, it's, it's not, not the media, it's what's behind it because, um, of course, the, the media uh, it has uh, the influence over the public policy uh, and governments 100%. can do things, do crazy things like 60 years ago in the United States, uh, Roosevelt ordered all Japanese Americans into internment camps, like concentration camps. And I, I'm not sure why, but nobody really talks about this as much as like uh, Hitler putting Jews in concentration camps. But but it happened, and uh, I think a lot of uh, people from the United States are kind of blind to that fact. They they just gloss over. I didn't it. know about it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's not like. It's something that's on the front of history books because it's 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 so nasty and people like to pretend that there's like this good guy bad guy narrative uh, where you know the United States government is good and and the German government was bad or something like that. But no, it's it's all this this bloody mix. I, I mean, it, it is it is a it's a mix. It's a mix that people don't actually know who they need to. When people are upset about something, they don't even know who to protest to. Yeah, <laughs> like people are. I I don't like what the government's doing. Let's go to the government office and let's protest about what they're doing. Yeah, and the media controls the government. <laughs> yeah, the media is happily there filming, and man, we have, great. We have something to talk about. Yeah, you know, let us publicize this. Mm. Whether they do it right or not, it's up to them. Really, yeah. because they have control of the government. Mm. They have control over who they're going to advertise, who they're going to put in place, who they're going to announce to the people, mm. and what they're going to say they're doing. Mm. Like, all politicians want to do good work because they want to win the crowds. So if the media is there happy to... Or if they want, they want to get, get paid and look like they're doing good work, it, de <laughs> it depends. I mean, well, some that, of them have purer intentions than others, but it, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying from the point of the media, what I'm going to try and publicize about these people that want to try to get in place. Uh-huh. 
But what do they actually want to do? And what does the media actually want to do? Sometimes aren't exactly the same. We mentioned Ron Paul and their, yeah. the media and their little incident they had where, where for, for months during their campaign, Ron Paul wasn't even mentioned. It went one, yep. two, three, eight, ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was like, let, let's just, we won't even, it's not, we're not going to mention how bad they're doing or yeah. how well they're doing. We're not even going to mention them. They don't even exist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just blow Block it out completely, and they and they've done that. Like, uh, like when uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street was happening, the media just ignored it for about two weeks. It's pretty serious. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty serious lapse of journalistic integrity. Yeah, but right they're, they're all over it. They're always all over it. <laughs> yeah. If people are upset about what's happening in governments, they need to go to the media mm. and rally in front of the media so they don't have to waste fuel in going to drive to find these riots. And like, hey, they're at my front door. Let's talk about this right now. Then they can't hide from it. Then, then they can't wait two weeks to talk about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing because the Sydney siege happened right across the square from the, the Seven from Channel seven, seven. Yeah, Seven Channel Studio. Like, if you wanted to, like, if we, you know, get into a conspiracy theory for a second, if you wanted to make a really big media event, where would where is the first place you would go? Exactly where they went. So it's a bit of circumstantial evidence. But. Literally across from the back window of their studio. And I still don't know how, how, that, how that anonymous chocolate company got so much publicity. <laughs> but do you like that chocolate? I, no, I have, well, I mean, I like chocolate. Yeah. So some I, some of the products bad. are all right. It's, I mean, it's, it's fine Swiss chocolate, but. Uh, I'm someone, just saying their name was on the bit, front of every newspaper. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, we're talking about a company that, I mean, didn't they go, didn't they go broke or bankrupt last year? Didn't they? I, I, I thought they were for sale. I don't know. I never heard that. No? No. No, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I thought the company was, uh, the company was facing bankruptcy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, old old Australian brand or no, no, it's Swiss, Swiss, Swiss brand, Swiss brand, yeah, um, yeah, but um, I think the yeah the point about this all this is, I guess, uh, you don't have to bug out, uh, like you don't have to necessarily leave your country to stop things affecting you so much because uh, if you stop using mainstream media or stop you stop supporting it as much, uh, there there are all plenty of alternative media sources and yeah i I just don't think people are aware of it Mm. people aren't asking the questions what is going on they're happy to be fed yeah and as long as you're fed you're going to get the same meal every day (laughs) that's that's the issue probably get worse and worse well you won't even notice Mm. because it's the same it's the same bowl the same brand it's the same name yeah it's like you know are you really going to pay attention to the the minor differences in your cereal (laughs) it's all of a sudden less sultanas but I'm, I'm not going to protest about it. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just my bad luck. I'm going to continue going in my life and living the system the way it is. Yeah. But then when you start, when you start hearing other people talk about it, then I, I would hope you start thinking about what you're actually doing, eating, consuming, what, you're, yeah. what, your, life, what your life is, mm. and then realize that it isn't exactly... It's not, it's not yours. Mm. I mean, we've found ourselves both here in Mexico now. And, you know, it's easy for us to compare. But I don't think I would have known Australia as well if I never had Mexico to compare it to. Yes. Yes, like people, absolutely. People, people it, don't know. All, all those uh, 
cultural assumptions that are under the surface that you ca you can't really see into until you have some contrast. But yeah, I mean, for me, it was easy. I mean, I, I've been traveling for, for the last ten years or so. Uh -huh. I can say pretty much since I left uni, it was like it was like I, I need to get out and see the world. Mm. And at that point, you begin to realize what is Australia, and it's it's a very lucky country. <laughs> like you don't in, the, in the nice sense of the phrase yeah. or, the, or the bad sense of no, the no, phrase? No, 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 it, it is. It is it's, it's, a, it's very lucky I think it's both. <laughs> that we don't need to make decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you don't need to wake up and worry about how am I going to feed my family today hmm. because you have your job to go to or you go winch to Centrelink. Hmm. Hmm. It's like we, we have this system where it's capital, but it's so socialist yeah. right there, right there yes. in front of you and you don't even notice. Yes. They don't talk about it. Yeah, and yeah. nobody, nobody in the mainstream media would dare say, you know, the, these are socialist systems that we have in Australia. And, uh, uh, they, I don't think it, they even use the word capitalist and socialist in the mainstream media in Australia. Why would you? People wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I would hope some people would, but my point is why would you want to opt out from that? Hmm. I mean, I, I obviously decided that I don't want to be part of that anymore mm. and, you know, I've, I've taken my actions accordingly Yeah. and you have as well. Yeah. Um, for me, one of the main reasons that I think it was, a, it was fast was the, the economics, mm. the, the economics of, of what's perceived as a first world country mm. and, you know, the, the real cost, mm. the real cost of the way we live. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't care about money. As in, I didn't care how much money you make or I make or, you know, what I can buy. Mm. But I'm talking about what the value is of what we're actually doing compared to the, the economic value or the purchasing power that we receive for what, we've, what we're doing. And then mm. how that affects everyone else in the world is so unbalanced and just so not, well, we're not connected. Australia isn't connected, or, or well, we aren't I, connected. I mean, all first world countries aren't connected to what, to what we receive. I mean, nothing... Mm. We go to the shop, I don't know how many people actually check all well, the product made in India, product mm. made in, in Peru, product made here in Brazil. Everyone's, mm. everyone's aware of made in China, mm. number one brand of the world. Mm. But what, is, what does that mean for you? Well, you're giving your value away. Mm. You, know, you go to a job that you might not like and you're making your wage and your income, your salary and you're living your life and you live in a good standard. But everything that you make, you're giving it away to, to a, another country. Well, and, and, their, and their standards aren't... I mean, they're not living the way you're living. Yeah, but that's why... That's part of the reason free trade is good because because you you buy something from them and they receive... They get the money from it uh, and, and you get something good that's that, that's their specialty. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So you'd hope that the, the financial system of the world was legit. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it was, it's not always that case because, I mean, there are things like even... I, I think Nestle uses slave chocolate in uh, in from Ghana, um, and and things like that, which is so hard to take account for all those things. Well, well, um, Nestle published that water isn't a human right. Yeah, but, but I actually agreed with that. Like, in a, uh, it, but it depends how you define the word right. <laughs> Do you want to get into this? No, this is this, no, this will be I, an interesting I, I, discussion. I think I think we should we I think we should briefly so that. Yeah. So, that, so that we know where we're at and anyone uh -huh. that's interested in a future episode also might you okay. know, know, know where we're going with our ideas. Okay, okay. For sure. All right. So do, do you agree that it's a human right? I, I think water naturally shouldn't... 
Yeah. As a human right, water is water. Yeah. If it's in your... Oh, man, where, where, where do we start with this? I, I just don't think... If you have a bottle of water and I have a bottle of water, yeah. I shouldn't poison your bottle of water then say my bottle of water is worth double whatever you thought you paid for yours. I, I definitely agree. <laughs> like, Un, unequivocally, I agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah. But as, as a human right... Well, I mean, it's not, it's not something that I can extend to you metaphorically. Like, it's, it's a product. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah, it is. yeah, that's a thing. Because, I'm like, the guy who, who comes by a house and uh, delivers a, a garrafon of, of water, um, he doesn't owe me the water just because I'm a human. Yeah. So, well, is, it real, is it really a right? I would say no. It's like you're it's, living in a desert and not having water. It's yeah. like, you know, it's not a right. I mean, I'm not God to choose what you know, what water you supply yeah. you have. It's like you chose to live there. <laughs> but but in, the, in the, like, if there's a, like, that extreme place, like if you are walking in the middle of the desert and somebody has water and doesn't give it to you, even though they know you'll probably die without it, I think in, in that case, you, I don't know if you'd exactly call it a right, but you, I would say that person is negligent if they don't offer their water to you. And, like, that, that might be something close to murder because that's a, that's such an extreme situation it, it's, pretty, when, it's pretty extreme but it's, it's a good example of how we're traveling through a desert hmm. and maybe you drank all your water already i've still got my my bottle of water yeah so that's a different that's that's an interesting scenario and that's slightly different like is it in that case i i was wasteful and <laughs> but I mean, I mean, talking to me more closer to the to the original question, yeah. I shouldn't be allowed to to buy the dam and then you know put an extortionate price on the water just because people happen to live in that area. I, I don't know. Um, uh, that that gets into an un, another issue, which is predatory pricing, which is an an economic question. Which I I don't think generally there isn't such thing as as predatory pricing and i guess we'd, we can talk about that another well, time in and, briefly in a natural market it wouldn't exist yeah that's yeah, right because you have competition or even you know even if you're the only person supplying water if you charge a high price for it uh like say say for example there's a natural disaster and i'm i'm the only one who took the risk to to go over the bridges and and canoe through the through through the flooded streets to provide water to somebody but then I charge $50, $50 for a, a garrafon or whatever. Well, then, um, then you charge it for the water plus service. Yeah. So, But in that case, I'm still providing the service and people don't have to buy it from me. So if there is someone else who comes along and starts selling it for $10 a bottle, they're, you know, let, let them go and buy it. But I've, I've put the risk in. I've taken that journey. Yep. And um, my obviously my time is is valuable because I've I've even risked my life in this case. Well, you can put whatever so, price you want on your time and, yeah. and value and risk and all that at that point. Yeah. If the price is too high, then obviously you're going to open up area for another competitor to come in exactly. and price themselves and, under and that so market. And so they should, yeah. And it, it would level out, which is why that wouldn't exist in a free market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, but then the, the, the whole, yeah, we're, I think we're getting a bit off track. We're bring it back to opting out. No, well, I, I, I mentioned economics and the financial system yeah. because I realized it's not hard to, to see how money is actually created. And anyone that knows uh -huh. that money, how money is created, mm -hmm. then it's just a complete 
it's, it's as simple as an expansion of money supply. Yes. And, um, so you're talking about how central banks print money, like uh, government treasuries will will borrow the money from a, a central bank, and the central the, the central bank and the, and the treasury will print the money, and they can just print as much as they want. That's how it starts. But I, I'm more referring to localized, uh-huh. like smaller banks, like a community bank yeah. that gives loans to people. And yeah. these, these loans may go default. Yeah, so a fra- fractional reserve system. The, the fractional yeah. reserve system. They, they sell in accounts of bank yeah. of, of loans that might have been loaned on on the yeah. idea of yeah he'll be he'll pay me back. Yeah, they they don't actually need to have the money. They just have to have a reserve. So say they have they have uh, they have a hundred dollars, but they can actually loan out a thousand dollars based on that hundred that they have. Yeah. Uh, so with, that, that's one part of, of opening money supply. Yeah. But then you have you have uh, accounts that are incurring interest, and that interest mm-hmm. increases money supply as well, which is completely out of the hands of government. Uh, but that that's money that the banks actually pay out of their own funds, isn't? Or maybe it isn't. Well, okay. The, the, I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the bank. I let you borrow a hundred dollars. Yeah. You say, okay, in the next 10 weeks, I'm going to pay you back $10 each. Ah, okay. $10 plus $1 in interest. Right. Right, 10% interest over 10 weeks. Um, that $1 had nothing to do with the government, had nothing yeah. to do with anyone except the relationship between the bank and the person that borrowed it. Hmm. So all of a sudden, there is now that 10% per month added to the money supply, which is devalue to everyone else that's playing the game of, Whatever, whatever denomination, whatever currency you're playing with. Mm. So then you, to extend the example, you have companies that are, are buying all these, all these debts. Yeah. You have and, companies and then that you have a global financial crisis. <laughs> well, you, you, have, you have companies that have thousands and thousands of bad debts that, are, yep. that incur in 20, 30, 40% interest. Mm. Increasing the money supply. And on their books, they look great because they're, they're, they're producing so much money. But are they actually making money or are they actually bringing money back into their system? And, and they're, they're not. But what they're doing is stealing value from the money that the hardworking people that are actually working. Yeah. So that's, a, uh, that's how you can opt out of it. That it gives us an intro that was, on how you can opt out. That was my reason for opting out because I realized money just doesn't exist. Yeah. In the well, way you think it does. In, yeah, in terms of currency like Australian dollars, American dollars, Japanese yen, Mexican pesos. It's just it's, a monopoly game. And yeah, the, the it's US. like a bunch of IOUs written on paper and handed between um, international banks. <laughs> yeah, well, so, the, the US got the green buildings, the red buildings, and then made a gold bank and decided to start trading that out. And that's cool because why wouldn't you, right? If you had the option, no one else is going to pick you up on it. Are, or are they? I'm saying I did, and now I'm here. Yeah. So that's why we, buy, we do things like buy silver and buy gold and, and buy Bitcoin um, because we're trying to opt out of the traditional fiat, fiat, yeah, currency, the fiat system. currency system. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're basically just trying to buy our way out of a scam, which we've been living in all our lives. Um, uh, a scam paints it such, in such a negative manner, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, not, it's not all bad. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people yeah, are doing well. We well. Can call it a, 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 a complex... Uh, d- 
fiduciary system of of providing value uh, to to those who are in charge or something good. Well, in, in one in one like way that. they are they are spreading value, but I don't think individually you're going to make your way doing that. Mm. I think you're just going to continue playing a game. You're never going to pull yourself out of the game. Mm. But that's up to you. <laughs> um, I don't know if I told you this. The other, like a few weeks ago, there was this video of the CEO of Mastercard of Southeast Asia, and he's an Australian dude. And he comes in and he talks pretty much a bunch of nonsense for about 10 minutes saying how Bitcoin is unreliable. Who knows who's really making these coins? And, and, and uh, on the video, <laughs> there was like 1,200 dislikes and it's 17 likes. <laughs> so, I, I would have been one of those 17 if I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Just well, for, the, for the entertainment. For the entertainment value. I mean, obviously MasterCard knows what they're up against. Well, I'm not sure if they do because you you know what happens. Like, um, if if someone confronts something so different, a lot of the times they go into denial. So, who who knows if they really know what the competition is? But the consumers definitely have an idea, judging by the, the dislikes on that video. Definitely, I, I'm just thinking this 2014. Yeah. It's, it's done. Yeah. 2014 was the year of the Bitcoin. <laughs> well, it's it's still coming along. Uh, PayPal's accepting it. Microsoft's accepting it. You know, big game, big thing names are getting involved. When, when that's just PayPal you know. accepts it, then PayPal PayPal's a a transfer of money. Yeah. So at that point, PayPal does all the the exchange. Hmm. If PayPal accepts it, everyone accepts it. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah, a lot a lot of people accept it if PayPal accepts it. Yeah, certainly. A lot of online stores and, yeah. So if, if PayPal accepts Bitcoin, yeah. then, then everyone accepts Bitcoin. In, in the fact that you can use PayPal to connect with any website, only account, or gift cards. Well, or not, not every site accepts PayPal, but I mean, you can use PayPal to send money to any email address so yeah I guess in a roundabout way yes <laughs> yeah so, MasterCard Visa they connect to PayPal PayPal is like the medium the bridge yeah 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 um, oh, yeah, I, think, a, I think maybe it was the year of Bitcoin 2014 <laughs> yeah it's just the world doesn't know it yet <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know but it'll be we in might, history we books. might see yeah in the history books I it'll hope be so. like um, you know in 2008 an anonymous man Satoshi Nakamoto developed a technology in 2014 the world decided it was great <laughs> and that's how it'll be so, so what does 2015 hold for, uh, for people that have, that have followed this kind of these ideas kind of track of opting out or they're, they're only becoming aware of what's actually happening in the world or their awareness is awakening to to maybe I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> maybe, you know, I've always wanted to follow that, that dream, opening a coffee shop. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I read an interesting article like a month ago and it was from abc.net uh, abc.net.au uh, and the, the headline had something like "Is does this spell the end of the nation state? And it was talking about the Estonian um, virtual virtual resident card. So you pay like 70 euros and you get this card which, which grants you some rights of residency. Um, so maybe you can um, 
set up your business in Estonia without actually physically being in Estonia. And so, so that like strikes the, this, this blow or it exposes this the chink in the armor of the nation state. Like maybe governments don't need to be as huge as they are because um, think, things like this can, uh, like pe people are obtaining dual citizenships. They have uh, distributed um, associations with governments. Um, and, and this is another, yeah. Well, all, all these ideas make the world go from being a globe to being so far away to a big flat equal plane again. Yeah, like, yeah, like we can associate with whoever we want to now by the internet. Yeah, well, I can be as close as I want to any company, friends, or communities anywhere in the world, and I can check in and talk to them whenever I want. There's like there's no there's no limitations anymore. Set up businesses anywhere you want. Depending on you know what what benefits you, or just being aware of what a country might offer and what someone else might not. And if you can operate mm. digitally online, why would you? Why would you? It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, physically and anymore. I've read another article. Um, I might have mentioned this already, but there was this, a, a fellow uh, currently residing in Paraguay, and he decided to become a stateless person. So he renounced his U.S. citizenship. Yeah. And so so now he has no no citizenship, no allegiance to any nation, and so it's it's a bit complex wait, wait, legally. When you mentioned it to me, I didn't even realize that you could not be a, a member of, you couldn't, not, I mean, can you be yeah, a citizen but, uh, of, of no country? You can. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, it's kind of funny, because in retrospect, I think, why not? I mean, it's obvious, like, it's your choice, isn't and, it? And then, and then you, you realize, a human being? <laughs> but, but then you realize how many people aren't. Yeah. As citizens, just just because they live in a geographical location doesn't mean they belong to their country. Yeah, yeah, they you, have no allegiance to it. There's yeah. a lot of villages or towns that just. I mean, how many people yeah. don't have passports? Yeah, yeah. Like that's like that's like the first step of becoming like I am a citizen of or prove <laughs> it. I got a driver's license because you know I, I need to be I need to be authorized to drive on these roads in this area. Yes. I have a passport to show other countries where I come from. <laughs> but if I don't have a passport, then who am I? You're nobody. Yeah. yeah. You're you and everything you are, but you don't need to be, you don't need a country to represent you. But some, some people tell these stories like uh, about Native Americans just crossing the, the border between US and Canada and just walking across and say, they, they, they say, you know, identify yourself. And, and these people just say, I am me. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, maybe there is a well, no, there is a gap where it, there needs to be a global institution to take in these people. Well, it, this is a, a thing about it. Uh, uh, we, we, we need to wrap up. <laughs> no, I, 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 I want to wrap up on this okay. idea of okay. being a global citizen. Because there's a thing. There is a in this article uh, the, the, in this interview the fellow mentioned. Um, a, a part of the UN, like a, a UN declaration for stateless people, um, and uh, it, it mentions all these things. All, um, all of the governments that sign this treaty have to abide by, and they have to treat the, this person um, as well as they, they were a citizen. Um, so, in a roundabout way, it's some something like he's a citizen, but. Uh, <laughs> that's a kind of complex thing but it, it is a complex thing because we're all expected to ID ourselves and explain who we are yeah 
which is a bunch of bullshit really. <laughs> well, it, it, it's limitation. Because as soon yeah. as we label something and we limit it to being that and only that, if I want yeah. to be, if I want to be Aaron, a human being of this planet, I mean, you're taking this to another level. You're like, we opted out of governments, we opted out of a fiat currency system. Now we're opting out of reality and identity. <laughs> I'm in. I'll do it. I'll see who follows me. I mean, I, I just go to a, I just go to a mental hospital and find people that do the same thing. They just never, yeah. they just never thought about it as well to bring their documentation. Yeah. Like, you know, I came from this time dimension universe. <laughs> oh, but, but to wrap it up, I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying myself thinking of these ideas. Challenging these constitutions, these institutions, these I, these ideas being placed by other people. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm equally a person. I should be able to, you know, voice my own ideas and, and decide to be where I want to be in the society they want to be involved in. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's business or, or family, doesn't that's matter. A, that's what it's all about. Like choosing what you want to do instead of being influenced by, you know, an accident of birth or. Um, something that some, somebody pushed on you for, for their own manipulative purposes or something. Knowing that you have a choice. To yeah. Choose. Yeah. Not just because I was born into a country, I'm yeah. a citizen of that. I don't know, maybe I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what you like and what you don't like. <laughs> oh, at least tell yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Cool. So, my name's Kurt Robinson. Aaron Battle. Another episode of Paradigm Paradox. From, <laughs> paradise, uh, paradox. paradise The Paradise Paradox. I guess thanks, we've been, we've been talking a lot of paradigms these, uh, these last episodes. Yes. <laughs> um, so hit, hit us up uh, on Twitter. Um, I'm at Trouble in the Bubble. At Battle AZ. Uh, press like, press comment, press subscribe. Have a good one. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Feliz Año Nuevo. Feliz Año Nuevo. <laughs> Yeah, true.